You don't even go here. Why would you shoot me? All right. <laughs> go to another show. Go to some fire show. Is there a fire fighter show? Oh, in in Chicago Fire. Yeah. Is that a yeah, thing? Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, so. something like that. <laughs> PD <laughs> in its name, it is not a fire department. I know, but they all go together. I do think the Chicago shows have crossovers. Yeah, crossover episodes. That's what they do. Well, yeah, everybody in Chicago knows everybody, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's casual. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a small police department and a small fire department. Yeah. Y'all know nothing about Chicago. <laughs> oh, here comes Tessa sliding into our DMs to tell us what we don't and do not know about Chicago. Let me tell you about Chicago. Let me tell you about their deep dish. I'm sorry, did your family live in Chicago <laughs> oh for gosh. the last, like, 50 years? I do have family. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is Zach. You are listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. I don't know who this girl is, but I'm already over her. If she wants me to help her, she's going to have to get these police off my back. I can't believe she shot me. She doesn't even know me. Ugh. Previously on Misconceptions, Rin's assassination mission did not go as planned. Rin lost control of himself as the super future computer took control of him to kill Deja. A brief scuffle ensued, um, but in the end, Deja escaped um, after throwing Rin down uh, three flights of stairs. Um, she escaped. Where she escaped to, uh, we have no idea. And Deja also had some strange new powers. Uh, one of them being a floating eyeball that came out of her laptop screen. She asked if it had found him, and then it melded into her forehead, and she ran away. Meanwhile, the rest of the crew was trying to avoid capture and they were confronted by a uh, fire marshal with the fire department named Chelsea Cruz. Uh, she shot Esther. Esther shot her back. They interrogated Chelsea to find out why she was so dogged in finding them and arresting them and shooting them. And apparently Chelsea thinks that the crew knows where the Rat Pack is. And the reason Chelsea is so obsessed with finding the Rat Pack is that her brother is part of the Rat Pack, and she wants to find him and bring him home. Bring him home. Bring him home. Um. My heart. If I rest, oh, if I die. 
Sorry. Let him live. Man, this is a weird energy we're bringing into this episode. I am against it. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Daisha escaped. The crew escaped from uh, Chelsea Cruz, but then they were found by a SWAT team and Chelsea. SWAT. SWAT. <laughs> SWAT. Yeah, this is this is a weird intro segment. <laughs> if you're listening to uh, Misconceptions for the first time, uh, episodes you don't usually start like it's this unless you like it, and in which case you should listen to all the episodes because they all start like this. <laughs> a creepy unless you like it suggestion (laughs) unless you like it the SWAT team cornered the crew in the stairwell of Deja's apartment that is where we pick up this episode with you surrounded in a stairwell um, without any of your powers because Bill's sleeper status is suppressing everybody's power in his vicinity how are y'all gonna escape? The SWAT team members are crowded up in the door, and I, I will remind you that you should make a decision quickly, because this is a tense situation, and the SWAT members are there with their guns trained on you, and you are most wanted people in the city. I'm going to start sprinting down the stairs. Down. Up. Up. Sure. Whichever way I am facing, I sprint that away. <laughs> Esther's gonna start shooting. Oh god. Okay, as you run, or just where you are. Mm, probably where I am. You, they have like a direct line of sight on you. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna so take cover or anything. I have a direct line of sight on them. You sure do. All right, Bill and Ren. Uh, I guess Ren, you're Rin a few feet, out. a few feet below everybody. Uh, you would have to run past the SWAT team to get up to the level they're on to keep running up, unless you could devise some way to get past them. What was the other story tag that I had? You have a the last thing that you have that you made in the uh, super future computer room is a stun grenade. That could come in handy. Mm-hmm. I think. We do. Well, I mean, we have to try to escape, so we okay. go upstairs. So Bill is also running up the stairs of fate. Yeah. Rin? Okay, I'm going to use stop pulling back. And oh. because I feel like I'm really screwed in this situation. Well, so you said that I have to... So explain it to me. Am I... Is the SWAT team in my way? Yes. So, like... The staircase spirals down, and it goes to the first floor, but then there's, like, a few more steps that go down into, like, this, um, I don't know, it just kind of ends on this cement slab, which is a level down. It's not even a full level down, it's, like, half a level. Um, and you are down at the bottom of that shaft. The first floor landing is, like five feet above you and then the stairwell leads up back the way you came. Oh my god, I hate using this. Why do you Why do you feel like you need to stop holding back? Because stop holding back is to use your powers in a way that we have never seen before. Yeah, maybe it would be more like a change the game because I was trying to like think about throwing the grenade and like do something to it so it's like supersonic grenade and I can like skirt by them. Um, you could just hit them with all you've got uh, to hit yeah. them with a status. 
Okay. Okay, so, to set the scene, uh, Bill and Faye start sprinting up the walkway. Uh, Esther pulls out her gun. Bill, what do you shout at Esther? We need to keep moving. Esther, do you take your shot? Yes. Okay. I think this is a go toe-to-toe, engaging in a shootout with everybody. I'm going to use my gun, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll use Daddy's Fighter. Okay. Um, Rin, you said you want to lob your grenade at them. Do you want to... Never mind, she rolled. Wow! Carrie, tell us what you rolled. I rolled two sixes. <laughs> Some might call it a dynamite. Yeah, you rolled a but uh, isn't a fourteen total? Yeah, but mm-hmm. isn't a dynamite not a thing? Like it's not a. Yes, you have to unlock a dynamite with a uh, theme improvement. Yeah. Uh, once you get three attention, you every theme like has a make this theme dynamite, uh, and you don't have that yet. So you were going toe to toe. You get a 10 plus. You get to choose two of those options. What do you do? Are they on the stairs? No. It's like, um, the only thing I'm thinking about right now is like the stormtroopers coming in through that door and like one of them has fallen over and they're trying to like step over that to get Mm -hmm. in. So there is, they will have to climb over it. Yeah. But they have line of sight on you. Yeah. I just want them to get just at least a little distracted by homeboy that just got blasted. Okay, so you're going to give them a status, Mm -hmm. um, which is a status of three. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have one more option. And then I'm going to block, dodge, or counter their attempt. Okay, how do you do that? I, and then I'm going to sprint off, I guess. Okay. So the SWAT team is a collective. They have a size collective of two. And so that means I get to step down all statuses that target them by two. Uh, so it steps it down to a one. Uh, so you take a shot, and it does. It hits one of them. They falter back. And uh, in this distraction, the other SWAT team members are, like, grabbing their partner and pulling him back. And it's the small, narrow space for them to navigate through. Mm-hmm. And by the time they have swiveled their assault rifles back in to look at you... Uh, they see Esther up the stairs after her friends. Uh, Rin, what do you do? As he has walked away from the mic. <laughs> um, sure, I guess. Um, the so. How tall is this building? What are we running towards? How many levels are we on? It is a three-story building. Okay. Uh, so you are spiraling up. And uh, the stairwell, of course, goes up to the roof access. And then, you know, there's the second floor door and the third floor door. As I hit the second floor, um, I'm going to run in there and look back. Are y'all following? Yeah. Okay. Um, What do I see when I get on the second floor? Is it an apartment building? So they're just like apartments lined? Yes, this you enter into... A hallway with apartment doors on either side. Um, there are some people that are concerned looking out their uh, doorways. There are some standing in the hallway like, what's going on? Did you hear things? Uh, because now there's been explosions, gunshots, shouting. So, typically in a the building, there's not just one staircase. 
Mm-hmm. Like there's another fire exit kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start sprinting towards the next exit sign so I can see. Okay, okay. Um, so you are sprinting across. The exit sign is at the end of the hallway. Y'all are having to like shove people out of the way as you're running through. Um, let's go back to Ren in the uh, stairwell. Ren, what are you doing? So what happened? Did Carrie shoot the SWAT team? Yes, so she shot, she hit them with a hurt one status. Uh, so, like, one person stumbled back, shot, and they, like, grabbed at him to pull him out of the way. And by the time they looked back in the, the hallway, or the stairwell, she was running up the stairs after Faye and Bill. So, are the SWAT, is the SWAT team running after her? Do they even see me? They do not see you. Um, they are currently trying to, like, crawl through the rubble into the stairwell. Which I'm in on the opposite side of the rubble. Yeah, but you are... So the stairs... So they are on a landing, and the stairs go down, and then you are, like, down on that level. So unless they, like, looked down, you could be very sneaky and try to, like, crouch underneath the stairs or get out of their line of sight, but they don't see you yet. They just see your three companions running upstairs. Okay, okay. I I guess I was thinking that it was... Me rubble SWAT team. So no, no, no. You're you're time. a little below them. You're like five okay, feet okay. below where they are. It okay. is a strangely constructed stairwell, I will admit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm like on a basement floor or something like that below them. Yeah, basically. But there's no entrances or basement access. No, no, or anything. no. It's just like a bottom area. Yeah. Okay. 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 That makes more sense. I was like, I don't understand how they don't see me. Um, okay, so I am going to just hide from them behind the stairwell. Or, like, hide out of sight, I guess. And so, yeah. Uh, so, like, as they're coming in, or as, I guess they're crawling in because, you know, all that rubble that I created. Um, I want to say that I kind of, and I, like, look at them, and you see, like, as if... Ren is like seeing from their point of view or it's or it's like digitally remade of like seeing from their point of view of like where these people are looking or where he thinks they're looking and so you kind of see him crouch and like just kind of hide under the shadow of the stairwell that they're coming in on definitely and you hear the sound of many boots pounding up the stairwell following them and you hear some doors open as they go in you wait a few more beats the sound fades you are alone in the stairwell what do you do i am gonna throw my hood over and walk up the stairwell you easily just crawl over you like peek your head out the door look both ways nobody's really paying attention at this point and you hop over the rubble and walk out with a a a group of people that are evacuating the apartment building to see what's going on yeah, and I, and I want to say, like, because I imagine they've already, like, blocked it all off and, like, made police and had the police barriers brought. And I kind of just, like, casually join the crowd that is, like, looking onward and, like, I'm, like, asking other people, like, oh, what's happening? Like, what's going on? Okay. Definitely. And as Rin blends into the crowd, we cut upstairs to the three of you. Uh, as Faye is pushing open the other door that goes to the other stairwell the SWAT team that's pursuing you kicks open the door into this hallway what do y'all do 
Keep running. Yep. Okay. Going up or going down? Down now. Down to the floor level. Okay. Uh, so you hear some shouts and uh, the SWAT members scream for people to drop to the ground. There's some screams. And then y'all rush in, start running down. You go into the lobby uh, and you see there is a police barricade set up at the entrance. And you see a... It's not a large... Well, there's a large crowd of people outside the building, kind of like, whoa, what's going on? People that have come out of the building and also those that just kind of floated over to see what's going on. And there is a trickle of people going out the front door. And there's like a policeman going like, all right, let's get everybody, everybody out, everybody out. The situation is under control. What do you three do? Do we have a thing where we can do a flashback that would make sense and then it would give us something? You may always do a flashback. Uh, what do you want a flashback to? Well, I say always. One of you may take the spotlight to do a flashlight once per session. Flashlight? What? <laughs> flashback? <laughs> so, I think um, I'll go ahead and do the flashback as we get out and we see all the people moving and like, it's not a ton of people, but it's a panicked crowd, right? And the cops are you know, just trying to get people out. And um, I'm going to do a flashback of Javi uh, telling us uh, that we need to think and act differently now. And like, we always need to be prepared uh, for whatever situation. Um, and then he's like showing us to wear clothes um, that is easily like disposable slash changeable. So maybe all of us wear clothes underneath our clothes that's like a dramatically different color from what we were previously wearing. Okay. Um, Definitely. Uh, and we have like, so that flashback happens and then we cut back to the present and you see one of the police officers speaking in and giving your descriptions and like, they're dressed in these clothes and you know, one of them has a, uh, one of them is wearing this shirt and blah, blah, blah. And like you kind of just quickly, as you said, take off what you have. You're wearing other sets of clothes underneath that are different from the ones you had. Um, you all get a uh, temporary different clothes one story tag. Yeah, so y'all do that, and I think um, uh, you probably see Ren in the sea of faces. What do y'all do? Is Ren going to put his comms back on, or does he still have his comms available? Never picked him up. Okay. Uh, but you don't know that. I, I took it out. It's probably in yeah. our apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk on my comms and say... Uh, separate meet back at the warehouse. Oh, is it the yes. where? What do we? What is Rin's uh, thing? Yeah. What is it called? The secret warehouse. The yeah. <laughs> meet back at the warehouse. Rin's warehouse. Um, you're gonna like the way you hack. Hello friends, and welcome to the mid-roll section of episode 74 of Misconceptions. I'm your host, David White, and welcome to the mid-roll. I'm pretty sure I've done that joke before, but it's just it's just so good, you guys. I love it. Uh, anyways, 
Let's get to some housekeeping things, but right before we get to the housekeeping things, I just want to say something. I am recording these show notes before the weekend. You are listening to this episode after the weekend. Well, on Saturday, we will have recorded the crossover episode between misconceptions and sins of the Father. And guys, I am so giddy to record these episodes. I have not been this excited to record in quite a while, so I am so, so excited to record this crossover episodes for Bill and Esther and Faye to meet the kids from Sins of the Father, Ricket, Ivalia, Vartash, and Yabo. I'm so excited for these two very different worlds to collide and for this reality-spanning adventure to take place. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm just, I'm super, super excited. Uh, I have some great ideas and I know Jackson, the DM and host of Sins of the Father has some great ideas. He is always coming up with great ideas. So I am so excited to see our, uh, what our brains will do together. And I hope that you are excited for those crossover episodes as well. Uh, I am going to be editing them as is Marlo. Uh, one of the players and the editor of Sins of the Father. We are going to be blending our editing talents together on these crossover episodes, and we're going to put together something real special for y'all to say thank you for getting us to $400 a month so that I can afford to pay the crew of Misconceptions and the crew of Sins of the Father uh, a little bit for the episodes that we create together. And speaking of Patreon, right now we are trying to get to $500 a month so we can give our editors a pay raise. So we can afford to pay Tessa more for the work she does on SideQuest, for Marlo more for the work she does on Sins of the Father, and for myself for the work I do here on Misconceptions. Uh, Also at the $500 level, we're going to be releasing an online website. That's right. I really don't know what an offline website would be, but we're doing an online website with info about the show uh, and, you know, little cast portraits and we're, we're, it's going to be a consolidated space for everything Misconceptions Podcast Network. Um, and we're also going to have an online store for you to buy some sweet merch, some shirts, uh, some chibi key charms for your phone and keys and things like that. Uh, we're very excited to get to that $500 a month goal, both for the editor pay raise, but also for the online store. And you know what? If everyone that listens to our show gave $5 a month, we would absolutely smash that $500 a month goal, and then we would be able to do even more cool things past the $500 a month goal. And just to let you know, $5 a month is a pretty sweet deal on our Patreon. At $5 a month, you get access to unedited audio of Misconceptions and Sins of the Father a full week before the episodes come out. Uh, And let me just tell you, our uncut audio gets pretty 
wacky and pretty wild. There is a lot of goofs and gaffs that I have to edit out just to make it fit within the time constraints of the show. But uh, if you would like to hear us goof and gaff even more, uh, go ahead, give to us at the $5 a month level and help us get to that $500 goal and uh, have some fun with our unedited audio, but also with SideQuest, a special show just for patrons where myself and an amalgamation of the misconceptions and sins of the father and sometimes out of uh, show guests play some different systems and create some fun stories together. In fact, I think I have a little preview clip of our most recent release uh, involving the Quest RPG. Uh, why don't we go ahead and listen to that real quick? This is where the line stops. The station's attendant, a man with slits for nostrils and a forked flicked tongue, leers out from the shade of the station's office, a tin roof awning. No one ever comes to Copper Pines, lest they be running from the law or coming to fulfill it. The glowing runes on the lodestone slab fade, and the rune rail slowly lowers to the ground. The doors to the singular coach creak open as four people, the only passengers on the rune rail, disembark. Stepping off the rail next is a rather tall man who uses his hat to block his face from the uh, serpent rail attendant before walking over and pulling out of his uh, slightly ash-covered pants a small sack of coins and lays it on the table. We were never here. Well, yeehaw! That sounds like a, a, a dang tootin' good time on the side quest show. Well, I better all mosey on over to the Patreon and, and give that $5 a month so I can listen to great content like the rest of that quest episode and any other really cool shows that David and his friends cook up. Did you like that character? I call him Patreon Pete. Uh, he's really gung-ho about Patreon, uh, and he's very giving and generous. Um, that's it. That That's his character. Anyways, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the episode. Um, and then we cut from that scene to all of everybody back at the warehouse. So, um, we're all in the warehouse now. Yep. So that could have gone better. Um, Ren, what happened? Where's Deja? Um, I don't know. How do you not know? Well, um, I don't know if you know this, guys, but I have this, like, cyborg brain, uh, and, you know, the supercomputer wants me to kill Deja. Well, the supercomputer tried to kill Deja, and so there's that factoid. But what happened? Like, then, 
Then what? Then I woke up on the bottom of the staircase with SWAT coming in. So how did Ren's supercomputer and the supercomputer wanting to kill Deja not accomplish killing Deja? I mean, not... I know you wanted to talk to her, so how did the building explode? Um, well, I threw a grenade, and that happened, and turns out Deja has some, like, lasso thing. Super cool. Uh, brought me from the top of the staircase on the third floor all the way down to the ground, so that was fun. I'm a little bruised up, but it's so awesome. And turns out she has a floating eyeball that follows her around, so that comes out of computers, so, you know. Super. Here I thought Daisy was just a normal human being. What does Bill's face look like at this yeah. point? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I'm hearing here. Bill just hears. Wah, 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 wah. Could it could it be that something at that moment happens to like catch Bill's attention? So he looks over to this part of the room. Right as they say the floating eyeball, and he like looks over there and is distracted. And he's like, "Oh, what's everybody saying?" And then the next There's time like something mythical is. like a fly buzzing around, and he's like, "Yeah, like a really loud fly." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what what That's... what does Bill perceive? Maybe I get a phone call or something. Hmm. Okay. I have to take it. Walks away or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is from. Uh, we have been trying to reach you about your car's warranty. Oh my gosh. And then I'm just like, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> and so like in that like 45 second window, he says all that. And I'm just like, beep, just like stupid robo callers. Yeah. Well, looks like we're in deep again. What's, what's the next, what do we do now? Um, I want to commend all of us in successfully getting out of that apartment without being seen. Um, way to go for everybody following the protocol. Faye is in full teacher mode, like, clapping. You get a gold star for evading the cops. You get a gold star for evading the cops. (laughs) Um, okay, but we're not home free yet because Chelsea will find us, apparently. I forgot about her. You make a very good point. Are you still holding on to her gun? Uh, heck yes, I'm holding on to her gun. Okay. That's unfortunate, because now she knows where we are, probably. She's some kind of tracking on her gun. Uh, Faye pulls out her gun, and is like, I mean, Faye's an idiot, but she's still not holding it as a gun should be held. Um, Esther, should I hold on to this gun? Do you want the gun? What would you like me to do with the gun? Ren, can you check that for any kind of, like, tracking device or something? Yes. Ren looks at the gun with his scanner vision. Does he see anything, David? Yeah, you tap the side of your scanner vision. Nothing appears. (laughs) You tap it again. Seems like your uh, cybernetic lenses are dead. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it looks like there's no tracking device on it. All <laughs> systems are functional. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks, Ren. So I guess we'll get... I'll just hold on to this so that if I need it in the future. And Faye, like, tucks it, and she's wearing, like, 
yoga pants. So she like tucks it into the side of her yoga. That's like clearly visible. Yes. Just a Glock stuffed into the waistband of your yoga yes. pants. Ren Ren asks, is that thing on safety? Clearly it's on safety. And let me look at it. Flips it to safety. <laughs> Yep. Ren's like, <laughs> Ren says, I, I don't think I've ever seen you hold a gun. And not that I know much about holding guns, but I feel like you're holding it wrong. We should stay focused on anything else but me and my gun currently. <laughs> Who else would like to say something? Bill? Yeah, I have no idea what what we should do now. I mean, it seems like Maybe we should find Asia because she's probably not going to take too kindly to whatever just happened. Um, oh, you, you know what? You, you, you continue, Bill. I have no comment. Okay. Um, but it seems like there's going to be a lot of heat on the streets right now, so I don't know how we wait that out. What was, have- what was your purpose for going to... Uh, Deja's apartment. We were trying to figure out what she, how she was going to play into the future. Okay. Rin, did you find out how she's going to play into the future? No. Are you sure? <laughs> did you, you learned what or who she was looking for? Yeah. Let me look at it for a second. Um,. You remember that she was hired by a woman uh, to look for your old uh, business partner, Paul St. George. Paul St. George, yes. And Paul St. George was your old business partner, but y'all had a falling out. Uh, You believe that he hired the hit on you um, because of your disagreement, Um, but you think that he hired this car to swerve off the road and hit you, and that was, you know, what would have killed you if not for the super future computers intervention um and um this woman provided her with evidence from your old business a hard drive with all the information from your old business downloaded onto it um so whoever this woman is she is connected in some way and she hired deja to look for paul st george but I have no idea who the woman is. Nope. But your crewmates do not know that information yet. Hmm. It'd be a shame if they ever found out. It would be. Especially since you would never solve this mystery without sharing information. <laughs> It'd be a shame if no one ever knew this ever. But for me and the GM. I mean, I did learn that... Well, okay... I don't really know the identity of the woman, but someone tasked Deja to investigate my past. So, okay, so before my wonderful business that just, you know, went into ruins because we shot Pip Hamill and, you know, the police were investigating me and, you know, like whatever, and I totally lost my business. Um, That casual thing. I did have a nice business with my old partner, Paul St. George, and... He essentially kicks me out of the business, and I think he tried to kill me. 
so or at least ordered the hit to kill me and so you know this like super casual thing uh but apparently someone told deja to look for this dude and i'm beginning to think he's not just a horrible dude that kicks me out of my business that i started from the ground up because we were best friends but he's also i think he might be involved with other sketchy things that have been happening in the city like with the mob so it's just like super casual so who hired deja um i don't know a woman could it be linda she is a woman Faye puts her head in her hands <laughs> and just sits there. It does eliminate 50% of the world population, but doesn't do much for us besides that. Other I know that-, that we're looking for someone who has the characteristics of not being a male and is a woman. What were you saying, Ted? We, we do have suspects, friends, because... We have been doing this investigation for a while, and things have to connect somehow. That sounds really logical. And perhaps the reasoning is not logical. Huh? <laughs> Thank you. So, no, um, wait, what, what did that mean? <laughs> No, you just that's that's when you just you just move yeah. on and say okay so okay. Uh, <laughs> that's the that's that's really what I was going for it was more like the male female thing again of you like suggesting a logical solution to this and then being like or it could be illogical yes let me just throw a wrench so, into your thought why do you think that you said that you think that your old partner tried to kill you but you don't know that your old partner tried to kill you. Well, it's not like they keep records of their hits or something on the local internet. But you would know if somebody tried to kill you. Well, someone... The car did straight up run into me. And then I woke up in a facility that the supercomputer owned. And there was like some super futuristic weapon. And there was mechanical cybernetic things in my brain. Again, Esther looks at Bill... To see what his reaction is to all of this. Yep. <laughs> I'm like playing Tetris like on my like on my phone. Uh, yeah. You just got a notification uh, to uh, update your Tetris score and you're opening it while he says that and it makes this loud noise. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, Apparently, I'll just need to destroy Bill's phone to reawaken him to the city. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, I shoot his phone. Okay, Whoa. well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Does it go through the phone and, like, hit Bill in, like, some artery? Kill him? No. 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 All right, so like did you actually shoot my phone out of no. me? No, not really. <laughs> okay. Bill we- seems like the type of person that just has a flip phone. Oh, he does. It's he does. canon. That's what you're saying. Um, okay, so we've got so many things we can follow. We can look up this Paul St. George person. We can track Deja back down. We've got this Chelsea person after us and SWAT. We still need to find the Rat Pack. We have the gingerbread man that is Pip. Um, anyone got any ideas? Bill, I'm going to need you to stop playing Tetris. 
and Faye like screams in frustration that she can't just like wake Bill up um, and stand so that she can start pacing. So I I, I put Tetris, I, I close the flip phone and I concentrate and I was half paying attention to what she was saying. The half that wasn't about supernatural stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, um, it seems like Deja knows more and uh, the George St. Clair guy, we haven't looked into him at all. So those two things could both provide insider answers and stuff we haven't seen yet. Ren goes, is like looking at him like his with wide eyes. And he's like, did you not hear the part where she has a giant lasso and a third eye? What is that fly doing in here? Well, if we're going to pursue Deja, somebody else is going to have to go because I don't think Ren can see her again. My eyes still work, okay? I can see things. Uh... Ren, what do you know about this Paul St. George? Slash, you have a very, um, smart, she side-eyes Bill, computer, so could the computer know anything about Paul St. George? Um, well, Paul St. George is my best friend. We went to business together, and he screwed me over. So he's kind of a scum dude, and he tried to kill me. So cool. So apparently, he's not cool. Cool. Um, when did this happen? I don't know. Before we got together as a crew. But was this present time? No, it was in the future, of course. Of course, it was in the past. I don't know. My brain, I don't remember anything because my brain is not cybernetic. So, Zach, how many months or years even, uh, what, what was a time period that the accident happened before you met the crew that, that fateful evening at Morty's Bar? I feel like before Ren, it, it had only been a couple months. Okay. And so he was he was kind of like, it's transient a good word, because he kind of just like was living in the warehouse for a while. Not the warehouse. What? Not the warehouse. Not not the warehouse, or I guess it wasn't the warehouse, but it was like where he woke up. I don't know if that was the warehouse or just like uh, a place. You, you did not. So this is the warehouse you woke up in, but you did not find its location until well into season two. Okay. So I guess, I guess Bren was more just than at his own business, Pascal and Associates as like a living quarters and like, so like time had passed, but he, but like Ren really is like unsure if it had been three months or like six months like it always hasn't hasn't been years but but like several but several months have passed uh since since the accident and like meeting the crew so like he really because of just everything because he got hit by a car had a concussion had all the stuff done on him i feel like it would make more sense that he like really like his memory is really fuzzy yeah yeah, those those months in between you waking up and you meeting the crew are kind of fuzzy. Uh, but yeah, so Tessa to, or Faye to answer your question, a, a few months before uh, meeting the crew is when the accident happened. This was not Zach 
to Tess. It was more Ren to Faye of like, Ren is frustrated because he like, like there was no concept of time because he ah, couldn't tell what, how much time had passed. And so he was just frustrated that he was like, I don't know, like time had passed. And so he's like frustrated because he like has no memory really. Okay. Um, could we please use your technology that is available to see if we can track down any of the people we have discussed tonight? I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I'd, Hopefully the supercomputer doesn't turn me into like a murderous cyborg again, but surely, yeah, I think we could use it. Uh, at this point, Bill has started walking off. He's like, I'm going to go find a place to use the bathroom. I'll be back. <laughs> He's so normal and it's weird. I know. He like has <laughs> to use the bathroom. Right. <laughs> we have never used the bathroom <laughs> on this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh Canonically, Bill is the only character to have used the bathroom in the podcast. He used it at the police precinct <laughs> in episode four, and he has now used it again. Nobody else has gone to the bathroom So this what this podcast. means is that Jaime has to use the bathroom frequently while we record. I guess that is true. I think he did have to go Carrie to the bathroom. Carrie needs to go to the bathroom four. too, but she's trying to find a good breaking point. So, um, Bill walks away to go to the restroom. Uh, Rin, are you taking everyone to the future supercomputer? Yeah. Okay. Ren's like, well, might as well, like, he's just talking to himself. Like, might as well just go talk to the supercomputer. And then he, like, talks out, he's like, just like, I don't know, an FYI kind of thing. If my blue cyborg head turns red, um, just like, don't be near Smack me. Smack it with the butt of the gun. Yep. Uh, but I don't think it works that way. But that will be what I try. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Rin, you take them to the vending machine that works as the, uh, like, access pad. Uh, you type in the code. The floor drops down, becomes the metal stairs. You walk down through the the lit, uh, futuristic hallway. Uh, Faye, are you going with him this time? Unfortunately. Okay. So you walk down this hallway, and Faye, you uh, have come to this place for the first time. You see the uh, dark room with no corners, the light coming down into the middle of this empty chamber. Rin walks into the middle of it, uh, and a voice that you have not heard comes from all around you. Welcome, user Rin Pascal. What do you require? Can we... First, he like he just kind of takes a giant sigh and he's like, "Can we like avoid the murderous cyborg thing again?" It was kind of not a fun experience. Does the computer respond? Oh yeah. Ren Pascal, you have been equipped and modified for a singular purpose. When you refused to adhere to your programming, I had no choice but to take manual control of your hardware. However, even with my direct override, I could sense you still tried to rebel against your mission parameters. User and Pascal, will you continue to fight against your programming? No, of course not. I will never fight against my parameters. Super future computers don't pick up on sarcasm, so she accepts this answer. <laughs> That's kind of what I was hoping for. Yeah. 
Very well. What do you require? Okay, so... What do you... Where is Paul St. George? It's time for an investigate move. Yeah. Okay, so for investigate... Okay. You are. Or, not a new tag, but a new improvement. Yeah. For divination. Can you... Do I not get a new tag? I mean, that's what we've done before. Um, whenever you get three attention, you get a new theme improvement. Um, and the theme improvement does not have to be a tag. It can also be, like, that thing you picked, uh, on, you know, when we did your character stuff, of prophetic, and you got that improvement down at the bottom. Yeah, um, that's true. So, yes, you don't have to choose a new power tag. You can choose a new theme improvement that isn't a power tag. Can I use prophetic in this situation? No, you sure may. Really a fight situation, really, is it? Uh, that does not have to be a fight. Oh, okay. It's just... Uh, so, listeners, uh, Rin got a new theme improvement called prophetic, which is uh, from the Divination theme book. And basically what prophetic means is... Uh, anytime Ren does a um, investigate move with tags from this theme, he may also ask for free, I think without expending a clue. I will have to check that in a second. But he can also ask uh, what's going to happen next. Uh, and I will answer that question. Um, but Ren, what can you add to this investigate? flashes of the future i mean because i'm asking where paul st george is right now or future in the future i guess yeah and i'm going uh, to reveal right now paul st george has a status of off the grid of four Griffin. and that will apply to your move um so you will get a minus four to this roll um but what were you asking I was trying to think of a tag that would go with it. I mean, I feel like mm, everything is binary, maybe, in search of him. Just, like, finding his location. Okay. Uh, everything is binary. Flashes of the future, sure. Um, you have your data mining tag for Hacktivist. Oh, that's true. That's so true. Yeah, data mining. Um, right now you have a minus one. Uh, I don't think you have any more power tags to use. However, you have a crew power tag called Powers of Deduction. Do you want to use that in this situation? Yes. Okay. I just burned it. Go ahead and burn it, everybody. And you are now rolling an investigate with a plus zero. Let's see what you get. I thought... Why is it plus zero? Because I thought we were using data mining and flashes of the future. And everything is binary. And um, and powers of deduction. So that's four. And Paul St. George has a status of off the grid four. Okay, okay, okay. I understand now. Yeah. I was like, but why? 
Well, that's that works. That is a good number. What is that number? That number is nine. Nine. I was real stressed. So, since I use four power tags, does that does that mean I get? Unfortunately, no. Uh, your power. Uh, so you get clues equal to power. Power is the sum of what you rolled with, and the sum uh, is okay. always, you know, at least a one. So you get one clue, unfortunately. Hmm. That's nice. So, uh, what's your one question? Where... Man, on a seven to nine, though. Can I use prophetic, though? This, uh, this theme improvement says... Uh, whenever you use a clue to ask the MC what's going to happen next, the MC can't give you a, just a hint. They have to give you a straight answer. So, um, what that means is you would have to spend this clue to figure out what's going to happen next, but that wouldn't help you find Paul St. George. Mm. And also, the, the other part of that is, like, when you act on your answer and you use that information... In a future move, you get a plus one uh, to your move because you like you're prophetic. You saw this coming, and it's better for you. So one clue. What's it gonna be? One clue. Yeah. Where is Paul St. George? Where is Paul St. George? So, Rin, this takes you a while. Um, you are using the future computer i think like some holographic keyboards pop up underneath your hands and you're like typing and hacking and doing all this futuristic stuff uh and you are sifting through files sifting from newspapers uh you find that uh paul st george sold his business um a short while ago um he sold it and he since just disappeared he was this uh, tech mogul and, you know, rising up in the ranks. Uh, Night Technologies was going to be this big thing, but then he sold it and just kind of disappeared. Um, and he, of course, being the tech mogul that he is, has erased files and mentions of his name and gone off the grid. But, Ren Pascal, you are a great hacker, and you are equipped with super futuristic technology. So mining through all this stuff, you find a singular thread that connects you back to Paul St. George. You find an address bought under a false name, but still connected to one of Paul St. George's identifying numbers, identification numbers, you know, driver's license or social security or something like that. You find it. He lives in a multi-million dollar home on the side of a mountain that overlooks uh, the city. So it's like this nice uh, nice house that overlooks the city. You know, modern architecture, all of that. Huge glass windows. Very Tony Stark's house from uh, Iron Man 3 that gets dropped into the ocean. But you find Paul St. George. This is where he is. Do we cut from the warehouse to y'all arriving at Paul St. George? Or do y'all want to do some yeah. prep first? I was, I was about to say, I was like, I guess they're with me. So, like, they see all that. Okay, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be the case? Or, or or do you think it would be more 
I don't know. Like, to me, that would just be easier rather than, like, this supercomputer just uploading it to my brain. No, yeah, I definitely think, like, the huge screen, the holographic screen pops up of the house. And, like, as the camera zooms in on the house, like, the static of the hologram fades away and we see a real lifetime shot of the house as a, uh, I don't know, how do y'all get there? Because you don't have the SUV anymore. Maybe you are, like, pulling up in Mohammed's old beaten up little pinto or whatever yeah you're in Muhammad's jalopy and you like extricate yourselves from the very cramped confines of this car and you are in the driveway of this immaculate house all the lights are off what do y'all do what time of day is it it's nighttime right yeah let's say it's like later that night so it would be very early morning we're not actually going to park in the driveway. Okay. Is it... We're in a neighborhood? No. So his house is, like, up on the mountainside. Uh, okay. The nearest neighbor is, like, a couple of miles away. I think we just... We would park far enough away that, like, he can't see our car from the window kind of thing. Sure. You park up... Park, like, on the main public access street, and you're walking up the private driveway mm-hmm. and it's dark right mm-hmm. so we have the skies of darkness yes. <laughs> skies of darkness i do want to can i use my scanner vision david to see if anyone is in the house or heat signatures uh, or stuff yeah you can you tap your scanner vision Damn it, this thing still must be busted. It's not coming on. <laughs> You're with Bill. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I know. Hey, Bill. Saw some shiny rocks over there. Why don't you go look at them for me? I hear... I hear I hear you like to go to the bathroom a lot. Why don't you go... Take a bathroom oh, break no. real quick. This feels... Oddly familiar to the night y'all were looking for Pip in the dark house. So you're saying we should go in from the roof? <laughs> Maybe like not. Santa does with his reindeer. Maybe not. Um, but maybe we should be on the look for a gingerbread man. That is casually what I'm always looking for. <laughs> he wants some of those more Pip bites. <laughs> Right yeah. now, that Ziploc bag. Yeah, I'm feeling a little hungry. I do want some more gingerbread. So, yeah. what do y'all do? We need to keep an eye out for anything weird. That's for sure. Let's go. You walk towards the uh, multi-million-dollar home, and as you're walking up this private drive with immaculate hedges and topiaries, and you know this beautiful curved uh, fountain in the driveway. Uh, you get to the front of the house and the door's open. Like, not we go up and we jiggle the handle and it's open. It's just You can see it is ajar from the driveway. Bill, does that door look open to you? (laughs) (laughs) What do you see, Bill? Is there a house here? Is there a house here? Faye pulls the gun out of her yoga pants and she has to kind of wiggle to like, get it pushes free. her behind her. That's fair. And Faye holds the gun down like she's seen on cop shows. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm ready. Esther has her gun out, not like <laughs> Hey Bill. I think I forgot something in the car. Do you mind going and get it for me? Bill is an integral part of this mission. Yes, and Bill doesn't know about the mist. I like Sierra Mist just as much as the next guy, alright? You don't know me that well, apparently. It's a good drink. And we can have one after we get through with this. You walk towards the door. You open it. Slowly, sneakily. Um, there is no alarm that goes off. Uh, you see a, you know, modern apartment with beautiful art sculptures and couches that cannot be comfortable to sit in, but they look wonderful and gorgeous. And you see over to your left, you see this like lap pool, uh, just open with like palm trees uh, sprouting out from the corners of the room, kind of covering it. And you see a shape floating in the pool. And by shape, like a shape of a body? As you look, you do see the shape of a body. And is it dead? Walking towards the body, you do see a man uh, in silk pajamas uh, floating in the floating in the lap pool, and you see face down or face up. Face down. You see blood mingled with the water around him, and by the side of the lap pool, you see a six-foot-long case that's about a foot wide with a velvet lining inside of it. The top of it has been removed. It lies open and empty. And the camera looks at this open long box and then pans over to the man floating in the lap pool dead end of episode oh my goodness thanks for listening to this week's episode of misconceptions we'll be back with our next episode on october 19th if you have a facebook or twitter you can find us on both of those platforms please give us a like and a follow to get up-to-date information about the show behind the scenes pictures or just chat with us because we would love to hear from you We also have a Gmail, misconceptionspod at gmail.com, if you would like to contact us that way. We also have a Discord where you can talk to us and fans of the show directly. If you would like to join our Discord, there is a link in the show notes below. This show is wholly supported by the monthly donations of our generous patrons on Patreon. If you would like to support this show financially and help us get to $500 a month, please click the link below. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme music was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. Misconceptions is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. And that is it for this week's episode of Misconceptions. See you next time, and keep it nerdy, y'all.
let's uh let's geek out over those two episodes. Um quite Woo, quite a whirlwind. Very action-packed episode. A uh, very tense episode. Um frustrating with, without powers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not being able to use our powers, the things that we've relied on and been able to use forever. Mm. Esther was doing pretty, uh, was being pretty successful because yeah. she has a lot of logo stuff going for her. But like, I'm sure Faye is just like, I hate all of this. Right? <laughs> you can't do anything. Tessa is nodding her head and rolling her eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. But I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know. I think it does. Sorry, David. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't blame you, honey. I think it has a very interesting layer to it. Um. I definitely thought that you were just gonna be like, oh, and Bill remembers. Um. Pretty quickly. So it's really interesting to me that you've held on to it. But I think it's good. I think it adds a cool mm-hmm. effect. Um. So Tessa is not frustrated. Faye is yeah. losing her mind. I feel like if I can, like, uh, in my mind, what I'm thinking is going to happen is something so big and drastic is going to happen that it's going to, like, jolt me into remembering, probably in a pretty overwhelming fashion, because, like, I will have no choice but to wake up, or else, like, we will die. <laughs> mm. Right. Which almost happened. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Esther, uh, Esther hasn't really been affected by this a whole lot. She hasn't used her react before it happens tag, but I mean, she shot into a crowd of SWAT members and escaped. <laughs> so she, uh, she's not too phased at this point. So yeah, Esther's still keeping her badass status because also remember that she had a gunshot wound. As she shot that. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't have affected me shooting, though. Eh, It probably would have, but oh well. It was cool. Well, narrative-wise, I also rolled a 12. Yeah. Yeah. So you still would have hit them. It was an outstanding roll. And I realize now that you haven't touched your dice since you made that roll, so it is still on the double sixes. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Bill being a sleeper is adding an interesting dynamic to the group uh if only because ren keeps trying to send him over to look at roses or something in the background <laughs> it's almost like steve urkel and stefan and we have steve urkel right now and we need stefan to come back <laughs> oh it's a good that's a good <laughs> illusion yeah anything else are any clues coming together Deja looking for Paul St. George. I mean, Deja looking for Paul St. George. Um, and the woman that hired Deja to look for Paul St. George that we have eliminated 50% of the population for. Um, and that she's some, that Deja is some mythological thing. Mm-hmm. With a third eye and a lasso, mm-hmm. and I'm sure something bad would have happened if I said the com- supercomputer was evil. So she's good. Who knows? I have a lot more clues written down, but I haven't connected them yet. Okay. 
Faye needs to get back to her uh, her clue board to see mm-hmm. where it all fits in. Mm-hmm. What if we all become sleeper agents? If you all become sleepers, yeah, caymans be interesting. Just <laughs> Definitely wouldn't be as mythical. It would just it would just be a noir game. <laughs> Definitely be arrested real quick. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's my gun that kept us from being arrested before. So that's true. That's true. That's that true. wouldn't go away. And my axe. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected Lord of the Rings reference. Love it. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff. All right. Let's answer some questions. I would like to say, um, which character had the most meaningful interaction with your character this session? I think. The whole, like, Esther and Faye being able to really read each other's minds when cornering Chelsea um, was super cool and made Faye feel super cool because she got to do something that Esther usually does, which is hold a gun. Um, (laughs) And so she is like, Esther's so cool, and now I'm kind of cool. Um, So I'm going to give a help point to Esther. Okay. I want to give a help point. Can I give two help points? Uh, yeah, totally. I want to give a help point to Bill and Faye, because we were all three just really working together and Mm. having to, like, sync up as a team and really come together to not die. Yeah, definitely. Can I do that, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just copy me. You held a gun. Is that Uh, not enough for you? I would like to give a help point to Ren. (laughs) Yeah. You would like to give a help point to Ren? Yeah. For working on my own, the entirety of the two episodes, really. Is there any rules against it, David? You cannot give yourself a help point. <laughs> uh, Zach and Jaime, what question are you answering? I was going to say, man, it was, it was kind of back and forth, but then I was like, nah, I don't want to mess with that because that stresses me out. Which is why I asked about the sleeper thing. Because uh, I was like, under the most strain was my digital data implants because I was fighting against the machine mm-hmm. against the supercomputer but I really don't want to mess with that because I would put two fade and that's a lot of power tags to lose that would be a lot of build up points there would, be, there would definitely be a lot of build up points I guess I'll answer that one and put a fade in it because I like the entirety of it the episode I was fighting trying to fight against the machine but then I also let the machine control me, so... But you were know. fighting it. Yeah, I was fighting I mean, obviously, Ren, and Ren 2.0 especially, was not wanting to kill Deja. But it was also a, na- a minus five, or a five whatever tag. Yes. So it's not like... <laughs> I mean, I, I tried several times, it was unsuccessful. Yeah, but even if the odds are insurmountable, if you are bucking against them, you are actively, you know, fighting against them. That's true. Um, so you are answering our custom question of um, were two of your themes pitted against each other? Uh, if they were, which one took, which one was neglected? Is that the question you're answering to give yourself a crack? A crack? A creek or fig, yeah, rather. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was thinking was that the Ren 2.0, the like wanting to do good, and it also didn't help that it was already burned anyways. I couldn't even use it. Uh, okay, hold on. To. Are you 
are you giving yourself a crack in Ren 2.0 or are you giving yourself a fade in digital data implants? Mm, that's a good thought. Because before you said you're giving yourself a fade. Okay. That, that would make more sense because it wasn't really like I was n- not doing good. It was more that I was fighting against the cybernetic brain. Okay, so you, you were trying to neglect your cybernetic implants so you could take a fade in digital data implants. Okay. Yeah. So answering that, that fourth question that we came up with the table, uh, which of your themes was neglected? This yeah, session. That was, okay. That was a bit confusing. Yeah, if if it was more like I was doing bad things, then I think it would be the Ren 2.0. Okay. It was more the digital data implants. Okay. And then Jaime. So this episode was kind of weird for me or the past couple, just because, you know, same thing. Mm-hmm. No powers, stumbling, stuffling, stuff, stifling others' powers. Um, so I think for me, it's more about, uh, like the crew and their interactions with me, right? Being a stifling presence. Uh, so I think the crew has grown in that they're putting up with it and not just like being jerks (coughs) besides Ren. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, and so... It's like that the whole uh like vibe we have, right? That the like um like the true friendship kind of thing, I feel like was displayed in that, you know, they're pa- patient with me and stuff. Uh, because even though I don't have powers, like we're figuring out how to get out of situations with without that and nobody's like uh, Bill sucks. Like, why is he here? Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. So it sounds like uh, the crew has grown this session, and it sounds like since you mentioned true friendship, are you wanting to unburn your true friendship crew tag? Yes. Okay. Would that make sense to you? That I think the way you described it makes perfect sense. So uh, everybody go ahead and unburn the uh, true friendship crew tag. You uh, have access to that again. Uh, Good good use of that um and now that we have our questions answered it is time for our foreshadowing role uh esther your nemesis showed up this session and ren even though your nemesis didn't show up this session uh like the guilt of what you've done i think that the supercomputer taking over you was definitely a very nemesis thing to do. So Esther and Ren, go ahead and roll a foreshadowing roll with a plus zero. And you want to roll low. Well, I wow. rolled an eleven. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Almost We're a dynamite. Die. We're all gonna die. Chelsea's coming back. Six folks. A six. Alright, so Ren will be good. Esther? Chelsea's out there lurking. I'll see you again. I'll see you again. All right. Well, thank you for playing today, guys. And uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. We'll see you back here next time. Bye.